The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I want to dive right in with Mafia on the post-264 fallout because I want to uh, play some clips as well in this segment. So let's bring in Brian Ciano. What did you think? Obviously, uh, first of all, your picks were excellent on the money line and all your prop bets. I think you literally hit uh, 8 of 10 bets at least, something like that. I know you went crazy. What did you think of the Poirier win? He was beating his ass with those elbows in the first. I think he was going to control that fight. Yes, yeah, Scott, we had a really good card. It was four or five on the main card. The only one we missed on that was uh, Gilbert Burns beating Wonderboy Thompson. We thought I thought that you know he'd be able to neutralize the takedowns a lot more, but Gilbert Burns really came out, especially in that third, and uh, you know kind of threw his will out there and took that fight when it mattered the most. And as far as the props, you know we hit four out of five again. We didn't have one of the O'Malley fight, but we had two of you know Poirier, Connor, I think a knockout, and Poirier getting the knockout. The only one we missed on that one we had you know Gilbert Burns. Or Thompson winning in points. We had a knockout and two of Asa Hardy. The only one we missed there was it going the distance with, uh, you know, Kunisiaka and Aldana. Well, I thought that was going all the way, but he got that quick knockout in the first round. But of course, the Conor Poirier fight is one that really matters the most, and it was just a beatdown. You know, we had people on Twitter. You and I, you know, we're talking after the fights on Twitter back and forth. A bunch of people, people trying to tell us, well, you know, he was able to get up from the ground. So that's really impressive to me. I really want to see what would happen in the second round. He would have got his ass kicked in the second round, worse than the first round. Because you saw when he got up, he was already gassed. He did a stupid thing trying to pull guillotine when he has no kind of ground game on a guy who was, you know, one of the best ground fighters in that division. And what happened? Well, Poirier just waited him out. And then once he got himself free, because Connor didn't know what he was doing and gassed his arms out, he just beat him down. The only reason he got off the mat is because he was cheating, trying to pull Poirier down by the gloves. And Poirier said, listen, I'm not letting this guy cheat and get me into an upkick. So he let him back up because he knew to beat him up on the feet. He was completely dominating that fight. Yes, it's a horrible, gruesome way for it to end, but it wasn't going to go any different in the second round or beyond. All right, let's listen to uh, Dustin Poirier, first of all. He says he's not finished with Conor McGregor. Here's Poirier. Do you feel like the rivalry is over? Do you feel like... No, we are going to fight again, whether it's in the octagon or on the sidewalk. You don't say the stuff he said, you know? The things that he did say, especially afterwards, you're saying about your wife and that sort of nah, thing? Nah, that's... My wife's solid as a rock. I'm not worried about that. That's noise. He was saying that he was going to kill me. You don't say stuff like that, that he was going to murder me. You don't say stuff like that, you know? You don't say stuff about people's wives either, but I know that that's, you know... I know that's that's zero chance, uh, but there is a chance, you know, somebody could die. And you don't say that. You don't wish that on anybody, man. 
Listen, I got to tell you, I think uh, I think Conor McGregor's absolute scum of the earth. I really do. Long before this fight, I thought he was. You know how I feel about him, uh, Brian. I think he's all talk. He can sell a fight better than anyone. He's as good as Mayweather at that. But his skills in the octagon fighting anymore. I think the window's closed on his greatness. That was when he was the double champ, as I said earlier at the beginning of the show. Would you disagree with that? No, I agree with you 100%. It's because, you know, we talked about it last week. The drive is different on these guys who haven't made, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars like he has. He can claim all he wants that he's still in there. He loves this. He's not all in there like these guys are. These guys are feeding their families off this check, not him. This is just a sideshow. And it's ridiculous. You know, you saw not only the difference in, you know, the ability as a fighter between these two guys, you saw the difference in ability as a class and a human being and how they handle things. Connor's saying, I'm going to put this guy in a, you know, in a coffin and then leaves himself on a stretcher. And as he's on the ground and still talking smack, he's like, listen, you know, I don't wish bad things on anybody. Like, I hope he goes home safe to his beautiful family. And what happens right after that, Connor says, oh, yeah, your wife's trying to get with me. Like, it just shows what a dirtbag he is. He really is. Let's listen. Uh, first of all, welcome to all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. Let's listen to uh, Dana White about a fourth fight between these two. Second leg break, and 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 uh, you know what? The last uh, three fights or something. It sucks. It's brutal. It's it's uh, you know it's not the way you want to see fights end. So you know, Dustin Poirier will fight for the title, and, and Connor's healed and ready to go. You, you do the rematch, I guess. I don't know. All right, and can we pull up the last one? Because I do want to hear uh, McGregor from the hospital. Here's Conor McGregor, big talker, uh, never wins fights anymore. Uh, the guy never shuts his face. Here we go. It was a hell of a first round. It would have been nice to get into that second round and then, you know, to see what's what. But it is what it is. That's the nature of the business, a clean break of the tibia, and it was not to be. You know, Dustin, you can celebrate that illegitimate win all you want, but you've done nothing in there. That second round would have shown all. And, you know, onwards and upwards we go, team. We dust ourselves off, we build ourselves back, and we come back better than ever. Let's go, team. I think he's finished uh, mattering in the UFC. I know he's made a half a billion dollars, congratulations. But him saying uh, that it, it, you know he was going to win that fight, he's absolutely tripping. What I really want to talk about with you is what Poirier does next. Oliveira, that's a great fight. I'm sick and tired of Conor effing McGregor, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, Oliveira is going to be an incredible fight because both these guys are so well-versed all around in every part of the game. So it's going to be, you know, a chess match and a back-and-forth battle of, you know, who fights where, you know, what, who has the advantage in what area. How do you counteract that? What do you do with your skills? So I can't wait for that fight. You know, much different than even the Chandler-Oliveira fight because Chandler doesn't have, you know, necessarily the grappling. He has the wrestling part of it, but I don't think the submissions that Poirier has. So I think this is going to be a great fight between two absolutely the best fighters in that division. And just to talk about, well, you know, there's unfinished business. It's ridiculous. Like, what happens if Poirier goes and wins his belt? How do you possibly put Conor McGregor in a title fight after he hasn't won in five years except for a washed-up cowboy? It's the most ridiculous talk. Put him against Diaz, put him against Ferguson, put him against someone else who's washed up and has a big mouth. Don't ever put him against Poirier again. He's not on his level. Just give us Diaz McGregor one last time and then go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
So yesterday when uh, Gary Sanchez uh, hit the three-run homer to left, I sent Carver High the video of the home run with the word underneath it, sweep, exclamation point. That did not go well for me, uh, that, au that audio and video clip I sent you. That proclamation did not end well for me. I knew you'd clear that up for me today and not run that video because of the way that game turned out. I cannot believe they lost that game. That made me sick to my stomach. And even worse, that that little punk-ass Altuve had the three-run shot running around naked with his shirt off. And that was another one. Maldonado and Altuve with the shirts. They're both doing it because they hate the Yankees. Right, and the shirt thing was going on all weekend long. Aaron Judge, when he hit the homer on Saturday, they grabbed the jersey, so Maldonado did it, and then Altuve. And honestly, Scotty, that just shows me even more that Altuve cheated back in 19 because he was so willing to take his jersey off yesterday. But what? But he did that that night. He was absolutely had the buzzer underneath. Uh, let's talk about this game. The Astros were down five going into the ninth. They get the walk-off three-run homer from Jose Altuve to win it 8-7. to seven. They avoid the sweep. Here it is on AT&T Sports Southwest. Oh, God. Jose drives one deep to left field. Castro looks up. You've got to be kidding me. Six-run. Bottom half of the night. Altuve's done it again. It made me sick to my stomach. I'll give you this. I think you're dead right about 20... Uh, 17 or whatever whatever it was 2018 uh, I know that he uh, you know with the he wouldn't take the jersey off then and he was you know losing it and you know it wouldn't wouldn't take it off and everybody knew that that thing was underneath his jersey and all I know is boy was he quick to take his clothes off on Sunday it was unbelievable to me uh, it made me sick to my stomach I'll tell you what else bothered me uh, Carver High was, uh, frankly, uh, Dusty Baker. I know you're going to play that in a minute. Play the Aaron Boone first. But Dusty Baker talking about Judge badly when his own two guys did the exact same thing. I think they're all a bunch of phonies. Yeah, let's go to Boone first because, once again, another brutal loss for the Yankees. They're the only team this year that's lost two games uh, with a four-run lead in the ninth inning. Just looks awful. Here's Aaron Boone. It's another gut punch and we've we've had a we've had a number of those obviously here another staff and uh yeah. you know we've got several off the mat each and every time and you know, we got to do it when again did you get off the mat um you know what's at stake starting thursday we got a huge series you know this is a time to obviously refresh make sure our minds and our bodies are are taken care of over these few days off and uh you know we've got a lot at stake starting on thursday and it's in our hands yeah get lost uh, you know, this one, you know, I've said it a handful of times how much some of them have stung. And obviously, as well as we played this week, to not finish it off right there is is difficult. But it was typical. It was typical of their season. I'll tell you this much. I said it to you last week. If they win uh, every series, two of three, I told you they needed to win in Houston. They did yes. that. If they win 70% of their games the rest of the way, that wild card is not out of the realm of possibility to me. They're four and a half out. It was three and a half. They can do that. They can get it done, but they have to literally win, in my view, every series. And you know what? 
it doesn't matter that they blew it. They should have swept, but they still won the series. So anyway, you slice it. It was a positive weekend in Houston. It should have been a sweep. Uh, Dusty, I, I love Dusty. I'm friends with Dusty, but I've lost a lot of respect for him this weekend. Yeah, he got on Aaron Judge, of course, after the game on Saturday. This was him after yesterday's huge win and Altuve. He loved Altuve sticking it to the Yankees, but didn't love what Judge did. Here's Dusty. Boy, we needed that game badly. You know, way to end the first half before the break. <clears throat> Uh, that is, I mean, that is great. I mean, that's one of the greatest feelings and I've ever seen. It couldn't be happier for a guy, you know, Jose. Um, you know, he's done it time and time again, and uh, especially do it, you know, with all the jeers and, you know, from from the Yankees. Well, that's great. Uh, too bad they're not uh, their problem. Their problem is the Oakland A's. Uh, the Yankees have nothing to do with their business at hand, as far as I'm concerned. Let's talk about Cole. I thought he was fantastic on Saturday night. That's the best game he's thrown as a Yankee. 100%. He was outstanding. Goes the complete game shutout. And I always love, Scotty, when the manager comes out and the pitcher gives him the business on the mound and says, you're keeping me in this game. I'm not leaving. And Boone turned around with his tail between his legs and walked back to the dugout. Nice job by Cole. I don't care if he had the spider tack stuck underneath his fingernails and got it on the ball that way. He pitched outstanding in Houston on Saturday night. Clint Frazier, by the way, is dealing with a vision problem. I guess like you said at the beginning of the show, aren't we all? Uh, bad news for the Braves over the weekend and really all of baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr. tears the ACL trying to catch the ball out in right field. He is finished for the season. Here is Braves manager Brian Snitker. Says Acuna will bounce back. You know, it's just another punch in the gut that we got to endure. And, and um, But you know what? He's a young, strong guy. Um, he'll recover great and continue a Hall of Fame career when he's done. Look, uh, they're four games out, and they're better in their division in terms of their chances than the seven out they are in the wild card. But I have to tell you, losing him, Acuna, I think it uh, is their season. I, I, I don't see how they'll recover from that. I don't think they can win without him. I'm with you 100%, and they lost to the Marlins yesterday, 7-4 to four in their first game without him. Marlin, Marlins starter Pablo Lopez. K's the first nine batters of the game. That is a Major League Baseball record. Nice job by Lopez setting down the first nine hitters. The Dodgers hit eight homers on Saturday. They embarrassed the Diamondbacks 22-1. Then they followed it up yesterday with the walk-off 7-4 win. Max Muncy, Scotty, doing the honors on Sportsnet LA. Okay. Rip to deep right field. They do. Listen, when you have the problems they have with their pitching right now, Mike, I think that uh, there's only one thing that can solve that riddle, and it's bats. If you can score a lot of runs like they did this weekend, 22, then 7, it doesn't matter if your entire staff's arms fall off. No, it's true, and it helps to play the Diamondbacks a lot too, which they've done recently. Boy, do they stink. Uh, the Phillies beat the Red Sox 5-4. to four. Aaron Nola among four Phillies placed on the COVID list. Nola was supposed to start that game yesterday for the Phillies. Here's manager Joe Girardi on the COVID outbreak within his team. 
it is what it is. I mean, it's it's not like that <laughs> we're surprised that something what up, happened. Joe? So, I mean, we always try to stay prepared. The guys Come try back to, to New York. the best they can to protect themselves. Um, <laughs> there are some strands that are extremely um, contagious, but... but um, Philly, you can have boom. I mean, we had a plan today. I mean, it wasn't like it was Manager trade. at 9 o'clock this morning. Um, we pretty much knew yesterday, you know, after the game that this was the likely scenario. So you got to deal with it. There you go. Uh, so now they got a bunch of guys on their team with COVID. It, it's beyond me, this COVID thing. It really is. I, I can never understand. Wow. Uh, I got to tell you, like, I watched TV today, and I was like, Listening to all these idiots uh, that refuse to get uh, vaccines and they're all dying. Have at it. If you if you're so clever and you're so right wing and you're so political and you're so smart, SMRT, then go ahead and don't get the vaccine. And I give a rat's ass if you drop dead. How's that taste? You stupid asses. Does that sum it when up, Carver? You summed it up. I think that you definitely got the whole entire situation you placed it right there when we come back i have more baseball for you nick castellanos we have the pirates top pick the fifth rated player who went first overall and the home run derby tonight i've got tickets scotty let's go Woo! sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com How about this guy Castellano, Scarver High, raking all the way till the break and now headed to Coors to get involved in the All-Star festivities. He did it again on Sunday for the Reds. He certainly did. The Reds beat the Brewers 3-1. to Castellanos had the go-ahead hit in the ninth inning. Here he is after the game, Scotty, and apparently they had the Brewers broadcast on in the clubhouse before the game. Because Castellanos heard the announcers saying stuff that he did not like to hear. Here it is on Bally Sports Cincinnati. You're facing Josh Hader, one of the best relievers in the game. Two outs, bases choose. Crucial game. Are these the type of at-bats that hitters dream of? Yeah, you know, I, I think that I was the right man in the right spot there. And... And I, it started even before, it started before the game because there was some clown on the television talking about our bullpen, you know, and the harm is real in this, uh, in this game. So whoever that is, it's a good lesson right there. There you go. Uh, how's that facial Your sandwich? Boy. All right, so my boy, son went to the uh, doubleheader on Saturday at City, and then uh, he stayed for both games. And he, uh, wow. for 80 bucks, and he had seats right uh, by third base. And uh, how about this? Wow. The kid he went with, Ryan, his friend, caught a foul ball. Oh, there you go. Big day at the ballpark. You get two games, for a nice little single admission doubleheader. You watch the Buccos split with the Mets. Uh, and the Buccos, how about the comeback yesterday? 
Scotty, uh, down, what was it, 5 nothing? They get two in the ninth, a 6-5 to five win to split the four games. And then last night, they had the number one overall pick in the MLB draft, and they take Louisville catcher Henry Davis. Who? Here's Davis on MLB Network as he was being asked how much he loves the city of Pittsburgh. Henry, what did you think about the city when you were in there? Did you get I liked to it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Drove in with my girlfriend. Um, it's special. Ballpark's beautiful. I mean, the scenery yeah. outside, I mean, not bad. It's kind of it's a beautiful place. Super excited. It's a kid you dream moments like that. So, super excited. Listen, uh, a couple things. A, Pittsburgh is a great city. Uh, anyone that's ever been there likes it. Everyone that goes there enjoys it. It's fun. It's cool people. It's a great place. It really is. I grew up there my whole life. I love it. I'll never say a bad word about it. It's a, a really magnificent, uh, you know, small city in America, without a doubt. I'll say this as well. Uh, the kid was a great player, one of the best players in college baseball. He ranks. He can hit. He can run, he can throw, he's big, 6'1", 210, like Veritech they compared him to. I think it's a great pick. No one thought they were going to pick him. They thought they were going to take the shortstop from California who ended up going to the Red Sox. But I'll say this about the game. Mafia, your boy Mafia over here, he's texting me pictures of the apple going up and down at City Field. He'd send me another one. It's 5 nothing, having the time of my life. And then I sent him one. Six, five bucks. Raise the jolly Ferrella. Shake head. I hate the Mets. Good. Good Screw you, Mafia. The and they play the Mets again out of the All-Star break, this time in Pittsburgh. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Mets and the Buccos Let's go. go at it again. Uh, the Giants beat the Nats 3-1. They sweep the weekend series with them. The Rockies beat the Padres 3-1. The White Sox beat the Orioles 7-5 in 10 innings. As we've reached the end of the first half, Scotty, thought it would be a good time to kind of soak it all in and get a recap from White Sox manager Tony La Russa. Here he is giving you his keys to success for the White Sox so far this year. Never give in, never give up. Rely on everybody in uniform because everybody's going to be needed. Everybody stayed ready and it was their turn. They contributed. I mean, one of the, one of the highlights was that, uh, you know, Matt Foster is one of the best guys character-wise we have on the team. Got out to a slow start and been much, much better. And he got the last two outs. Honestly. You know, kind of an amazing win. So, uh, I mean, the guys are committed. Never give in, never give up. I mean, it, it really is not very complicated <laughs> what we're trying to do. Just play as hard as we can, as good as we can. I'm sitting there looking at those odds. I mean, I'll tell you what, you get sale back in the second half. I love the Red Sox at that number. I hate to say it, but they're a really good team, and they got really good pitching, and now they're going to get – you know, I remember last week when we talked baseball with, uh, I think it was Joe Pisapia said it. Uh, he was basically like, can you imagine getting this guy in a, a deadline trade deal, uh, you know, at the break getting Chris Sale? That's essentially what they're getting. They're getting Chris Sale yeah. back, and his stuff is nasty and filthy. Pavetta, Yavaldi have all been really good. They just re-signed Barnes to a two-year deal. He's been fantastic out of the bullpen. And the left side of that infield with Devers and Bogarts, 
Verdugo. This is a very good baseball team. I like their odds. I think Houston and the White Sox are both very good. But when it comes down to the playoffs to get to the pennant, pitching will be the key. And I think the White Sox and Red Sox have the best pitching. I don't think Houston's pitching is yeah. that good. I think their defense and hitting is good. I'm with you. I, I think that they're clearly third in terms of pitching with those three teams. Don't leave the Rays out of it either. They did get their win streak snapped yesterday. They lost 3-1 to to Toronto. The Twins beat the Tigers 12-9. Walk-off homer for Jorge Polanco in the 10th. A's beat the Rangers 4-1. Two homers for Matt Olson, who we'll see tonight in the home run derby. Angels beat the Mariners 7-1. 24-game hit streak now for David Fletcher of the Angels, Otani. I know me and you were doing the bench on Friday night. How about that home run Otani hit on Friday night into the third deck uh, up there in Seattle? I mean, geez, that thing hasn't even landed yet. Uh, awesome shot by Otani. Mariners did put Kikuchi on the IL. Uh, may still attend the All-Star <laughs> game. We'll see. The Padres put you Darvish on the IL. Let's get now to the All-Star game. We have made it to Denver, Colorado. Tonight, the home run derby. Tomorrow, the game. Otani will start at pitcher, and he will bat first for the American League. And technically, he'll be the DH, which means he can stay in the game after he pitches one inning, and he's going to keep hitting. That's how you know. He's been the story of the first half. We know that, Scotty, but he's going to be on full display here the next two nights. Tonight in the home run derby, which I don't think he's going to win, by the way, and tomorrow as the starting pitcher and leading off for the American League. Well, I mean, it takes some serious stones to go against him uh, in the home run derby, no matter what round, because he's been so phenomenal hitting home runs. But I'm willing to take the risk with Soto at plus a buck 88. I love that payout if I'm right. I think Soto's a badass, and he's meant for, like, you know, these batting, like, practice home runs is what they are. It's, it's cheese they're throwing. And I think Otani's a game home run guy. That's my guess. I'm going to go Alonzo. I'm going to go Gallo. I'm going to go Mancini in those uh, odds for the home run matchups. But he's definitely going to be the featured attraction tonight and on uh, Tuesday night when he starts. I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, you know, I don't know what to do in that game. Every year, my buddies all bet on the National League. They're playing, of course, and they always lose. So... I'm leaning toward the AL tomorrow, but tonight that's who I'm going with in the home runs. Well, I'm going to take Soto a step further, Scotty. I'm taking him to win the entire thing. 10-1 to 1 at FanDuel. Juan Soto, not just to beat Otani in the first round. I'm going to bet him to win the whole darn thing. 10-1, to 1, give me Juan Soto tonight. Uh, Otani, of course, is the heavy favorite. He's plus 210. Gallo is right I like, behind um, him. And then Pete I like Alonzo and Gallo. I like I like I do too. And Gallo I think I'll have a, each other. a small piece of uh, I'll have a small piece of Alonzo also tonight. Max Scherzer is going to start the game for the National League. Several hundred All-Star replacements were needed over the weekend due to injuries and people not wanting to go. You're going to have 40 first-time All-Stars this week. I mean, listen, I couldn't even get the list going, Scotty. I mean, Joey Wendell and Tim Anderson and Scherz. I mean, the list just went on and on of all the replacements for the weekend as all these guys kept dropping out of the game. Uh, but it'll be fun tomorrow night. I can't wait. And did you see this other thing with the feared shooting 
Uh, at Denver, was they found all these guns in a hotel made in Denver. FBI says the people arrested on the weapons charges were not threatening the All-Star game, but a very scary situation. Well, baseball thinks they were trying to uh, cause a, a killing spree at the All-Star weekend. And what uh, the FBI believes is, from what I've been hearing, is that uh, it was a uh, gun and drug deal uh, that that was what was set up for, and they were staying at that hotel. And luckily, the uh, maid found the weapons. I'll say this much. It's very scary that twice in a week in Chicago and in Denver in two downtown hotels, they find that kind of uh, weapons cache and ammunition. The guy in Chicago, I think, was definitely uh, planning to kill people at Navy Pier. He says he wasn't. I don't believe a word that comes out of his fat mouth. And I think the one in Denver does sound to me like a weapons and drug deal and not a killing spree at the All-Star game. But who knows? Uh, thank God they stopped both of them. That's crazy. After what happened at the Mandalay Bay in Vegas, uh, they'll never live that down. No, absolutely. Uh, and I also wanted to tell you, I'm getting the prop boat out tonight for the home run derby. They've got an odds boosted FanDuel. Longest home run over 519 feet at Coors Field. We're taking the over tonight, baby. Come on, stat cast, physics, Listen. launch angle. Let's do it. Over 519 feet. Listen. Do you know that when that opened up, it was at 499, and that thing skyrocketed to 519, and I have several sharp <laughs> friends of mine that have bet enormous amounts of money, well over 20 grand on that over. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I got to tell you, Carver High, I hit, uh, you know, the, the three big, the trifecta, the three big bets, uh, the Argentina in Brazil, Italy at Wembley, and the Bucks in game three. And I hit a slew of baseball bets over the weekend as well, but nothing got me going or my blood going or my cursing going or my swerve going with 34C than Italy winning that game. After giving up a goal two minutes into Shaw, I thought they were in big trouble, mister. And I couldn't believe in the 67th minute they tied it up. And boy, did that game get fantastic from that point forward. I thought it was incredible. And I gotta tell you, I think Italy was the best team in the world over the last two years, hands down, of any team in the world, including France, that won the World Cup. I think Italy's been the best team in the world, and their record proves that they haven't lost a game in two years, three years, whatever it's been, since 2019. I thought they played incredibly well, and I thought they did a great job beating England. And you know how mad I was about that Sterling. Not only did Sterling dive in that semifinal and win the Oscar, he dove all day at Wembley in the final yeah. as well, looking for calls. He's a poser. I don't like Sterling anymore at all, ever. And I like City, but I don't like him. I think he's a phony ass. 
and I'll put an even bigger cherry on top of all that for him being a phony ass. How about him not stepping up and taking one of the kicks at the end right. during penalty kicks? Instead, they send this kid Saka out, the poor 19-year-old kid. I mean, look, that's a tough spot for him. You got Sterling sitting there. You got Grealish sitting there. Those two guys, and I don't care if Southgate didn't want him to go, those two guys who were veterans, part of that England team, needed to go up to Southgate and say, we're going to take the kicks before the kid. That was completely wrong, especially when they got to that I situation. Agree. Awful job. Awful job that they did sending I, that I kid out there. I couldn't even believe it. Be oh. Because Bale nailed the kick into the corner, and he's a badass. Why didn't their best players go out there uh, to kick? I couldn't believe Rashford no missed for Man U either. That was a wild shank by him. But you're right, dead right about that, Mike. They should have never put the kid out there. He looked like he was going to poop his pants. Uh, let's hear the final call on ESPN. Here it is, Saka missing the kick. Italy wins the Euros. Now it's the teenager, Bukayo Saka, one of the youngest players ever to play in the European Championship. He's got a score here to keep England alive. And it does him, and Italy are champions of Europe. They do it in a shootout. They did it the hard way. Behind after two minutes. Look, I'm going to say it again. A, they were inebriated beyond repair, uh, oh. you know, going into the uh, building. Uh, they they crushed the cops uh, going into the building. They broke through barricades. They, they trampled on people. Uh, they were savages. And then uh, after the game to racially abuse uh, their three players, Saka, Rashford, and Sancho, the way they did, uh, they're despicable human beings i mean that's just all there is to it i mean it's painfully obvious to me that england and the entire uk has a racism problem that's that's for certainty and uh, it came out in full glory uh at the uh, euros and i thought there you know for the most part the fans had a great time but there are clearly issues in the uk with racism and the way they treated players that they allegedly loved. They loved them all the way to the finals, and then they lose, and they turned on them. They, um, they spray-painted on billboards all over town, on Rashford's face, on, um, you know, uh, just absolute disgusting behavior by the English. I, you know, I thought the game was fixed in the semifinal. I thought, you know how I feel. UEFA, the ref bar, they were all terrible. Sterling was never touched. And I think they fixed it so they play in the final. You heard me last week say there's nothing I want more on the face of the earth for them to lose, and they did. So screw England and screw all those racist fans of theirs. God bless Italy. Congratulations. Yeah, two, just two things for me. One, I was embarrassed yesterday. I mean, I've told you, you know, my mother was born in England. I have family there. I was embarrassed by what was going on before the game outside the stadium, what went on right. in the stadium during the game, because I saw videos of it online. You, they're there to see what was going on in that place. And then afterwards, the racial abuse, it was awful. And two, Scotty, that ref in that game yesterday, he did a tremendous job. He was not letting any of those guys on either team 
dive or do anything. Every time one guy fell down, he looked at him and he was like, get up, let's go, keep playing. I thought the ref for once did a really good job right. in that Italy-England final. So nice job by them. Now, let's go to the other final, Saturday night. How about Argentina? Winning the Copa over oh. Brazil, one nothing oh. on the Di Marina goal. Messi oh. finally winning the Copa. Oh. I know we oh. were both oh. on Argentina on Saturday night. You had to be proud of Messi there at the end, holding the big trophy for once. <laughs> Listen, uh, I thought it was great seeing him uh, finally win a championship with the big club. I thought it was great seeing the captain get tossed in the air by his teammates. I thought it was great seeing him lift the trophy. I thought it was great seeing him thank his family, uh, thank the fans, thank the first responders and everyone that has suffered from COVID and uh, that he thanked Maradona wherever he may be uh, in heaven above or wherever he uh, I thought he was brilliant a class act uh, certainly better than the English fans uh, I thought Messi he deserved it after such an absolutely brilliant I mean brilliant career uh, what he accomplished finally was so fitting and deserving. I thought it was fabulous. And I even thought it was incredible that Neymar said, uh, I just wanted to congratulate the greatest that's ever played the game uh, after I lost to him. Uh, I, he also handled himself uh, with class and brilliantly, unlike the English scum. No, it's true. Uh, Well-deserved. Good job by Argentina on Saturday night. Wimbledon is over. Uh, if anybody realized, Djokovic wins Wimbledon, his 20th Grand Slam, and he is going to go for the complete 2021 Grand Slam, Scotty, at the U.S. Open next month. He's won the Australian, he's won the French, and he's won, the, and he's won Wimbledon all this year. And here's Djokovic. We don't like this guy very much, and here, he knows he's the best, Scotty. Very arrogant. Here he is, Novak Djokovic. I consider myself best, and I believe that I am the best. Uh, otherwise, I... You know, I wouldn't be talking confidently about, you know, winning slams he and making history. But whether I'm the greatest of all time or not, I leave that debate to other people. Uh, I've I, um, said before that it's very difficult to compare the eras of, of tennis. Uh, we have different rackets, technology, balls, courts. It's just completely different conditions that we're playing in. So it's very hard to compare tennis say from 50 years ago to today um, but I am extremely honored to definitely be part of the conversation I recognize his brilliance uh, I respect his uh, brilliance there's no denying his greatness I will say this he's dead right about the game uh, I remember playing as a kid with wooden rackets uh, and the game was so much slower. Now they're using missile launchers as rackets. Titanium, uh, the, the rackets are weapons. The balls are harder and faster. Uh, everything's different. The grass is cut differently at Wimbledon. The clay at Roland Garros is different than it was before. It was a lot slower and wetter. Uh, it's different. Everything's different about the game. The athletes are faster, bigger, stronger than they were back in the day. He would annihilate every single player from 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 years ago. I think he would annihilate Pete Sampras. I think he is the greatest player. I think Federer and Nadal are both legends and brilliant. 
and he's beaten both of them uh, several times, so there's no denying how great he is. But I think the uh, this guy is way better than any player that's ever played the game based on the technology, speed, and the weapons that they use, the rackets and the balls. Uh, it's all different. Technology's different. Linesmen, they can make a call wrong, and they fix it with the eye in the sky. They didn't have that 30 years ago. No, it's true, and it will be pretty cool to watch him go for the Grand Slam for this year uh, at the U.S. And the Olympics. Next month. Ash and the Olympics. That's right. We've got that in the mix as well. Ash Barty beat Pliskova, my girl, in the women's final on Saturday morning, so there you go. Going to the golf now, another sport where the equipment has changed the game in the last 50 years, right? Lucas Glover wins the John Deere. Yes, Scotty, we had a ticket on Lucas at 11 to one before the round on Saturday. We cashed what? that one. Nice job by Lucas Glover at the John Deere in Illinois. Min Woo Lee wins the Scottish Ooh. Open in a playoff with Matthew, who? Min Woo Lee wins the playoff at the Scottish Open. Congrats to him. And that means we are here. Your favorite golf week of the year. Uh... The Open Championship at Royal St. George's, and here we go. Real Today's golf. odds to win the tournament. Oh, and I was watching some of the practice rounds today, Scotty. You got to see these guys in these bunkers right next to the green. I mean, it is just thick stuff that they're trying to hit out of. John Rahm, plus 750. You got to be kidding me. Brooks Kepka and Rory at 16 to 1. Xander Schauffele, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and Louie. Louis U stays in at 30 to 1. We'll give some picks over the next two days as we get closer to the event, but I know you're excited. It's your favorite. Oh, it's my favorite, all right. And I like on this board, Louis U stays in, and then I'm with the field over any of those names on that board, including yeah. all the favorites. I am with the field beyond Louis U stays in. I think an absolute no name will win the British Open at Royal St. George's. All these gods are so fancy, and FanDuel's got all the odds up, and everybody's going to get sucked right into that BS. I mean, if Min Lou Wee, or whatever the hell his name is, is going to win the Scottish, believe me you, God <laughs> only knows who's going to win the Open. I mean, honestly, and you're just he, wasting your money. And the field at the Open is getting thinner and thinner. Hideki Matsuyama, Matthew Wilf, K.H. Lee, Danny Lee, Bubba Watson, Zach Johnson, Ryan Moore, all have had to withdraw from the Open in the last two days for various reasons. Matsuyama out after the positive test, so we've got some replacements that are coming in. The American Century Championship at Lake Tahoe. How about Vinny Del Negro, your boy, the first Vinny. basketball player to win the century. You remember Vinny with that smooth shot? Awful coach for the Spurs. <laughs> hey, that's a great win by him. I was rooting for Madonna after he had the Albatross, but uh, Vinny uh, is the yeah. next best thing. I was too. Aaron Rodgers says he will get back to working out after the golf this weekend that he played in Lake Tahoe and that he'll figure things out in the next couple of weeks. How nice of him. The Washington football team is going to reveal their new name and logo in early 2022. How about this? A FanDuel division winner parlay that somebody put in. Who's going to bust this one up, Scotty? Take a look at this parlay here. Now, I know it's got the Bucks on there and the Rams and the Eagles, the Bears, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Browns, and the Bills. I mean, honestly, the Bears in the NFC North, there's where you're going to rip your ticket up. 15 could win you 21 grand. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I'm with you there. How about your boy Kucherov today pouring beers on some reporter? Uh, that was good. He was hammered. 
He's catching up he to Ovi in terms of post-cup winning partying. <laughs> they had a nice hey, show today. Keith that boat parade that the they Oilers. did. Yes, and Keith Pierre Maguire gets a job get with the traded. Senators. Can you believe it? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, Carver High. Pierre McGuire got that gig as senior VP of player development with the Senators. Uh, I guess ESPN didn't want him, and he went out and got a job in hockey with uh, the Sens up in Ottawa. Good for him. Uh, seven weeks away from college football, I might add. Former Kansas player Cabard and Humphrey says he was paid 50 grand to leave the team after threats from teammates. Jesus, how dirty is that? Former Niner tight end Greg Clark dies at 49. They say he had CTE symptoms. Barcavius Mingo arrested, charged with indecency with a child's sexual contact. Falcons released Mingo after the news. Joe Ross's father, Willie, gives a woman a hind leg at the Nats Giants game. 200-pound shark circles the fisherman's boat, stares the angler right in the eye. A woman fired after she called in sick for the Euro semi. A boss saw her on TV. You lose. More than a billion in pots seized in L.A. A U.K. mom killed her husband with boiling water for allegedly sexually abusing her kids. A dentist use, uh, says using mouthwash after brushing your teeth does more harm than good. Unopened copy of Super Mario 64 sells for $1.5 million. Lightning strike in India kills at least 11 people visiting a tourist attraction. Ex-MMA fighter Travis Fulton commits suicide in jail after agreeing to a plea guilty on child porn charges. One of the jackass guys got bit by a shark in a trick. Drunken Georgia man gets kicked out of a club, returns to open fire, and plows his truck into the bar. What a loser. And uh, crime forces Jersey Shore Town to close the beach and boardwalk early. Now, today I called into my boss and said, I am not swimming to work if there's torrential flooding. I'm not doing that again. And he sent me these pictures of me swimming to work. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh god carver hi i got the duckies on so i can stay afloat i got a guy at, at the sharp. gym he's learning how to swim he's got the duckies on he's got a nose plug he's got big goggles uh he's drowning in the pool i'm swimming laps and now my boss says this is what i look like trying to swim to work getting out of my car in the flooding last week I'll see you tonight at 10 on the bench. GTD is next from the Meadowlands. Good night. Expert perspectives and actionable insights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's the winning. The legends are true. The overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.